This is Studio A from Interlochen Public Radio. Studio A at Interlochen Public Radio. I am here right now with Paul Sullivan and Crispin Campbell. Paul Sullivan, Grammy-winning pianist and composer, our own Crispin Campbell, who is uh, the retired cello instructor here at Interlochen Arts Academy and currently the principal cello of our Traverse Symphony Orchestra. Welcome, both of you gentlemen. Thank you. Great to be here, yeah. So happy to be here with you today. You've got a mini tour coming up. How did this happen? You've got three gigs. And how did you decide to do this mini tour? Well, our good friend Seamus Shinners came up with this idea. Uh, He had brought Paul here a number of times. We we did the counting 22 years ago. Uh, Mm. And... uh, Pete Deneen was part of a grant that got Paul to compose music for the T.C. West Middle School, as I believe. And I met Paul then. We played something at the Denos Museum, something he wrote. And Paul's been here a couple of other times, but we have Seamus to thank. He just said, hey, how about the two of you getting together again? Yep. Wonderful. And now we have these three performances, and we'll tell you at the end of all this uh, where to go and when to see them. Great. Now, I've had a grand old time in here listening to the two of you and watching you two comrades play, and it's just, there's this wonderful warmth and companionship between you. What would you describe as the essence of your partnership? I, uh, that's a hard question, but here's an answer. I think, first of all, we like each other, and that seems kind of simplistic, but I find uh, that my personal relationship with other people on the stage uh, matters, even if I don't really have one, but even just a, a pleasant smile. Because, you know, we've all played lots of gigs where you really don't know the other people out there. But as long as there's a, a good vibe, it makes a difference in the music. And with Crispin, uh, I've we've been friends for years and the other nice thing is that he's an improviser and I'm an improviser and when you're playing with improvisers no matter what happens you'll be okay because the other person will just like take a solo till you pick your music up (laughs) off the floor or whatever needs to happen Uh, so those are two important factors comfort level and just like liking each other you know that really does matter and the the other aspect of what the essence of us is, <clears throat> I would say, is that we are both uh, grizzled old veterans of the music business and the music world by now, and we have paid a lot of dues, and we have had a, we've put in lots of hours of practice and have many more to go, uh, but we feel each of us feels, and we've talked about this, that we have achieved a level of liberation from having to prove ourselves in certain fields. And now we can just go with the Duke Ellington uh, saying that if it sounds good, it is good. And we both feel we're wide open to all kinds of stuff and not restricted by, well, I'm not really a jazzer or I'm not really a classical player or whatever we may not actually be. We've found our own thing, and that's what we're going to be playing in these concerts. Yeah, we are, we are something, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and the thing that uh, I love about playing with Paul is it's never the same twice. And the spirit of imp- improvisation 
even in this piece of Paul's that we just played, the notes are there, but it ain't going to be the same <laughs> two <laughs> times in a row. Yeah. There's lots of <laughs> flexibility in the rhythm, in the phrasing, and, you know, I have a hard time playing all these orchestra gigs that I do. because I Because ha- I have to play exactly what's on the page. And I I get distracted pretty easily. My imagination goes places, and I find myself making up parts that shouldn't be there. And I <laughs> I I restrain myself as much as I can, but you know it's just in the blood. So um, that's what's great about working with Paul is that it's never the same twice. He's incredibly inventive, harmonically, rhythmically, and uh, not many people like that. Is there a specific piece that you two play where you feel like you feed each other the most? Hmm. Well, yeah. It seems pretty ongoing, truly. But yeah, I, I don't. I, I think we strive to, you know, feed each other at all times. By you know, I, I, not to uh, not answer your question, but our ears are wide open <laughs> at all times. Yeah, that. I mean, I, I have to tell you, being in the room, that definitely is is what it seems like out here. Oh, yeah? You know, there's a constant dialogue going on between the two of you, um, even just looking up from your instruments and looking at each other. Right. You're having a continual conversation. Well, that's, that's what this kind of music is. It's conversational. We're not up on a podium being a heroic concerto player. We're two musicians engaging with each other, telling a story. Do you feel like this is kind of part of the essence of jazz, too? Or being a jazzer? I mean, I... I'd go further and say uh, that, I mean, let's face it, as three musicians here, uh, listening to listening is every bit as much important, if not more important, than what sounds you're generating. You know, I, I believe that with all my heart, that being aware of what someone else is generating is critically important. It's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. Right. And there's two sides to it. And, um, you know, the spirit of freedom that we can have, that informs the dialogue. So it's hard to say. You know, the spirit of jazz, I just read an article about Wayne Shorter, who just passed away, one of my idols. And I would never call myself a jazz musician. And his definition of jazz is... I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That is great. That, That's really and I, great. And I'm just trying to carry that with me. That's <laughs> you know? great. I dare you. That's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> what do you got today? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no. That's brilliant. Yeah. So if we take yeah. nothing else away from today, look what we just learned. Yeah. I dare you. There you go. That's I dare you. Marvelous. <laughs> let that be our mottos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about what we're going to hear today. Up first, this work by Piazzolla. Talk to me about the Libertango, please. Well, it's, uh, it's probably one of Piazzolla's two or three greatest hits. It's hard driving. It's aggressive. Um, it's a fast tango. And uh, it's, it's just rocking. It just yeah. really cooks along. Um, there's a lot of room for, I don't know, urban... Uh, breaks and collisions and uh, uh, car crashes and 
stuff like that. Uh, super popular piece. It's been played by everybody in every configuration from saxophone quartet to choir arrangements to orchestra. Um, so anyway, to do it on cello and piano with a pianist like this is a joy. Well, wait until you hear it. Here comes the Libertango. Thank you. 
as promised, rip roaring, rocking, Libertango. <laughs> that was oh, so much fun. So much fun. And so much fun to watch you play and to hear it. And I really had to not dance in here so my feet did not thump on the microphones. But oh, oh, audience, when you go and see them in concert, go ahead and thump your feet. I don't think it'll bother these two Absolutely. at all. No, we need it. Dancing yeah. welcome. There's no one else in the room when these two are playing together. Trust me, this is just fantastic. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Now, you're welcome. Thanks for playing it. Okay, now this next piece, though. This next one is yours, Paul, and this is so lush and pretty. Tell us about this well, piece. Well, it's, uh, it's called The Rising Moon, and uh, it's exactly about not what Crispin said the uh, Libertango is about, urban car crashes, uh, upheaval. Uh, <clears throat> this is about uh, an evening that I had. I was working, I live on the coast of Maine, and uh, I was working in my studio, you know, with all the window blinds down and just in my internal world. And I was there late and I came out <clears throat> of the building and the building was directly across the street from the ocean and looking eastward. So there on the horizon was this huge red rising moon. And I just was arrested in my steps I just stood there and I mean it's a sight we've all seen and seen many times it was not there was nothing uh, unique about it but it was one of those moments that I just everything I had just been worrying about for the past 10 hours just melted into are you kidding me look at how beautiful this is so I did my usual response was to later on just think about it and, and write a song based on it. And I, full disclosure, I said this to Chrisman yesterday, the, the very opening maybe four measures are, is a quote from a 19th century uh, Irish folk song. And uh, I have, well, I have 100% Irish blood in my veins. And so it just comes out whether I wanted to or not. And that, uh, <clears throat> this is that rising moon. I, I started with that uh, part of a folk song. It's actually the middle part of a folk song. So it's relatively obscure, oh, quite obscure. But then it just grew from there. And it was just my attempt to tell people how I felt about what I saw. <clears throat> well, let's give this a listen right now.
totally get that feeling of just drop everything. There it is. I forgot everything that just happened to me today. Right. I'm just right there <clears throat> in the music, listening to I mean, That was really, yes, exactly, a perfect kind of audio example of seeing something and dropping the rest of your day, right? Yeah, well, I'm glad it worked for you. Yeah, it's like the moon just saying, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but nicely. Yeah, very, very, very nicely. nicely yeah. With yes. a smile. <laughs> Now, what else do we get to look forward to in your concert? What are some of the repertoire that we can hear? We are playing some Jobim. We're playing uh, an American songbook oh. standard, Nature, Nature Boy. Boy. We are going to play uh, actually a, another beautiful Brazilian uh, samba. That's Tristeza. Oh, Tristeza, yeah. What else we've got? Oh, uh, Santa Morena. Santa Morena, yeah, by... That's a, a mandolin piece. That choro. I, yeah, a choro. Mm. Um, it's kind of fake flamenco. Yeah, uh, it's a Brazilian flamenco. Yeah. Is there something in the rep that uh, the audience might find the most surprising? Um, <laughs> you never know. They may be surprised <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. even by the songs they yeah, know. Yeah, I'm going to do a, a, a Joe Zavinol tune uh, in a silent way for solo cello with a little piano droning in the background. I'm going to play my Lizard Blues, um, inspired in Benzie County. Um, what am I? I'll play a Bach prelude. And I'm going to play four or five of my own solo pieces from over the years. And uh, yeah, we're going to aim for about an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. And... Uh, Whittle as necessary. Yeah. No intermission, just straight through. Right. Okay. Well, this is yeah. going to be a really fun mixed bag from these two comrades at arms. So just go and prepare yourself to take a ride. And let me tell you where you shall take this ride. Thursday night at the Music House Museum in Williamsburg at 7. Friday night at 7.30 at the Ramsdell in Manistee. And Saturday night at 7.30 at the Sheboygan Opera House. Paul Sullivan, Crispin Campbell, thank you both so much. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you very much for having us on. It's been a pleasure. It has been a tremendous pleasure to be here been. with both of you, too, as well. I'm Kate Botello, and thank you so much for listening. Studio A is a production of Interlochen Public Radio, part of Interlochen Center for the Arts. Our recording engineer is Kelly DePasquale. Amanda Sewell is our music director. Our digital content manager is Emily Duncan Wilson. Learn more at interlockandpublicradio.org. Mm-hmm.